You are listening to Bullet Points. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Good morning and welcome to Bullet Points, a podcast brought to you by Women Against Gun Violence, where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement in 15 minutes or less. I'm Brianna and I'm back this month to talk about California Senate Joint Resolution 7. It's controversial and there's a lot to unpack. So, let's get started. Joining me today is Samantha, a Women Against Gun Violence volunteer who is going to help me cover some of the issues and possible outcomes associated with SJR 7. Hi everyone and thank you all for letting me join in the discussion. I think first we should do an overview of SJR 7 and then we can talk about other details and background. Okay? I think that makes sense. So here we go. SJR 7, also known as the Right to Safety Resolution, is California Governor Gavin Newsom's proposal of an amendment to the United States Constitution through a constitutional convention that enshrines widely supported gun safety measures and affirms that Congress, states, and local governments can enact common-sense gun safety regulations that save lives. The amendment will permanently enshrine four gun safety principles broadly supported by the public. These principles are 1. Raising the federal minimum age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. 2. Mandating universal background checks to prevent truly dangerous people from purchasing a gun that could be used in a crime. 3. Instituting a reasonable waiting period for all gun purchases. And 4. Barring civilian purchase of assault weapons that serve no other purpose other than to kill as many people as possible in a short amount of time. Weapons of war our nation's founders never anticipated. Why is Governor Newsom taking this action now? Well, aside from his political ambitions, he has a history of taking bold and successful action to prevent gun violence. In 2016, he introduced the Safety for All Ballot Initiative, requiring background checks and California Department of Justice authorization to purchase ammunition, prohibiting possession of high-capacity ammunition magazines over 10 rounds, levying fines for failing to report when guns are stolen or lost, and establishing procedures for enforcing laws prohibiting firearm possession. I remember being concerned about such a sweeping gun violence prevention effort and what it would mean to the people of our state if it failed. But it didn't. Instead, The provisions in the 2016 Safety for All initiative added to California's strong gun laws that help keep our rate of gun deaths among the lowest in the nation. So, back to the question. Why now? In our past podcasts and Women Against Gun Violence Action Alerts, we've talked about the United States Supreme Court's Bruin decision. The decision upended decades of legal precedent, holding that judges can no longer consider whether gun safety laws serve the public interest. For example, like enhancing public safety. The ruling puts at risk critical federal, state, and local laws that had previously been upheld in the face of Second Amendment challenges. Attacks on our gun safety laws, coupled with a nationwide rise in deaths due to gun violence. Clearly Governor Newsom and the resolution's supporters felt that bold action had to be taken. But there are those who believe a constitutional convention is too great a risk to take, and here's why. Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution provides that a constitutional amendment may be proposed by either Congress with a two-thirds majority vote in both the House and the Senate, or 
by a constitutional convention called for by two-thirds of the state legislatures. SJR 7 is the second method, relying on a constitutional convention called for by two-thirds of the state legislatures. If SJR 7 were to pass the California legislature, it would become one of the 34 of the 50 states required. Many respected and prominent individuals and organizations, like the League of Women Voters California, are opposed to a constitutional convention. They argue that opening a constitutional convention puts our every right, civil liberty, and the underlying value of our country in peril. They assert that there are no limits, or guardrails, to what can be changed during a constitutional convention, and holding one opens the door to well-funded special interests buying access to change the constitution to serve their purposes. We've already seen what well-funded special interests can do to undermine our democracy. Is it a risk we want to take when we can pursue gun violence prevention through other means? Even former Chief Justice Warren Burger once expressed concerns about holding a constitutional convention, noting that, and I quote, there is no way to effectively limit or muzzle the actions of a constitutional convention. The convention could make its own rules and set its own agenda. Congress might try to limit the convention to one amendment or one issue, but there is no way to assure that the convention would obey. After the convention is convened, it will be too late to stop the convention if we don't like its agenda. Closed quote. The offers and many individual and organizational supporters of SJR 7 have argued back and point to the specific language included in the resolution that the application for a constitutional convention is for a limited purpose and does not grant Congress the authority to call a constitutional convention for any purpose other than those set forth in the resolution, specifically on gun regulations, and that the application shall be void if ever used at any stage to consider any constitutional amendments on subjects other than those specified. With court decisions undermining current and contemplated life-saving firearm regulations, pursuing gun violence prevention through legislative action has been severely restricted. A constitutional amendment on equal footing with the second and other constitutional amendments will save lives and is the kind of bold action needed to end this epidemic of gun violence in our country. We cannot and must not allow fear to hold us back. Well, that's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and hope we have provided you with some food for thought. And thank you, Samantha, for joining us to discuss the California Senate Joint Resolution 7, the Right to Safety Resolution. Thank you for this opportunity. I had a great time and learned a lot. I hope you include me again. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please be sure to email me at wagv at wagv.org. And as always, we are grateful for your commitment to us and to preventing gun violence. Wait, do I get to do the new closing? Sure, go ahead. Founded 30 years ago, Women Against Gun Violence works to prevent gun violence in our communities, state, and nation through a holistic approach that includes, one, impactful legislation like background checks for all gun and ammunition sales and banning assault-style weapons and high-capacity magazines. 2. Programming on safe gun storage, voting, and divestment. 3. Addressing gun violence as a public health crisis and following the same path to solutions as our country does for other recognized public health emergencies. And 4. Supporting programs and organizations that help break the cycle of gun violence that impacts so many of our communities. Thanks again everyone. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.